Howdy, listeners. Howdy. <laughs> okay, wait. This is video of a cat that's meowing, and the way it meows makes it going, wow, ha! And it's my favorite video ever. And <laughs> you saying that made me think of it. So I feel like that cat is honorary Podrilorian. <laughs> That cat is absolutely part of Bondurian. <laughs> I love that cat so much, so much. Oh, quick question: If anybody knows it, um, is Rose's Rose's necklace is the silver one, right? Not the bronze one. I think yeah, they were the both. same color. What? Yes. Okay. Thank okay. Ash knows what's happening. Thanks. I did not realize they were different colors. <laughs> okay. What? Anyway, what? Do howdy, listener. Am I supposed to cut that, or is that like relevant to no. the episode? No, you can just keep it. It doesn't what matter. What are we talking about? I just had a question. I, I see. Make had the Star Wars question. Yeah, that was my Star Wars question. Wait, wrong podcast. Rogue Padre. Hey, is Google. Back with... What is Rosa's necklace? <laughs> is this a Rosa Diaz thing? No. no. Rose, Danny. No. First Tico. Oh, Rose E. Okay. Rose. Oh, well, I know what that means. It's the, it's the it's the heart of the ocean. Yeah, it's been eighty four years. <laughs> Howdy, listeners. <laughs> Howdy. Rogue Podrin is back with another yeehaw inducing episode of the Podrilorian. <laughs> the adjectives are getting more and more uh, outlandish, and I love it. I, I need you all. I need you all to know that. Y'all kind of, like, were making fun of Meg for saying highfalutin last week. I visited my parents in Texas last week, and my stepmom used highfalutin in a sentence. Unironically? Unironically. Amazing. Amazing. What was the sentence? I don't... I think she was was talking about some guy she works with. Mm. Oh, yeah. She was talking about highfalutin about everything. Yeah, that that checks out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we'll be discussing Chapter 6, The Prisoner. (laughs) Now, let's get along, little doggies, and get straight into the episode. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love you, Meg. (laughs) Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Mando ends up on this crappy looking station and meets up with this dude, Ron, who is absolutely untrustworthy. This actor like always plays a crooked cop and everything. Oh, always. Does. Yeah. What was this actor's name? What, is, what else is he from? I, totally I don't know. Crooked him. Cop McGee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's seriously a dirty cop in everything, which is like the extra worst kind of cop. It's like, come on, Mando. Um, have you ever watched anything before? Right. What else do you do in your ship? Or, like, when you're stuck in the cave and can't go out all the time? Because it's clearly not look after the baby. Like, that's been established by episode six. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll get to that. We're going to come in. Uh Um, 
So apparently, Ran and the Mando have known each other for a long time. Um, Ran is like, you're welcome back here anytime. But then also, in like two seconds later, says that the crest is the only reason why he let the Mando back in there. So that's what kind of person he is. Um, Basically, the Mando is the fifth for a jailbreak situation, um, of which the jailbreak is also from the New Republic. So that'll be fun. Um, So we meet the rest of the team. Uh, The first one is Mayfield, which is played by Bill Burr. And he looks a lot like my ex-husband and I fucking hate it. Yeah, I noticed that too. (laughs) Yeah, me too. It's not, it's, ooh. Oof. Balthazar Burr. (laughs) Balthazar. Oh my God, (laughs) Balthazar. Um, listeners, my ex-husband's name is not actually Balthazar. We just call him that rather than speak his actual name. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe! <laughs> Woo! Smash that subscribe button! <laughs> um, he is a former Imperial sharpshooter. Not a stormtrooper, but someone who can actually shoot. I did I did appreciate that joke. It didn't feel too on the nose. It was cute. I thought it, it was, was cute. Yeah. But he's also clearly untrustworthy. <laughs> Super untrustworthy. I mean, look at that man. Just look at him. Yeah. Look at him. He's got too many guns strapped to his chest. <laughs> and one on his shoulder. Like, what are you going to do with that one? No. Shoot with it. <laughs> From the shoulder, I guess. You do a little shimmy and it starts shooting. <laughs> shimmy, shimmy. Pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> Danny got so excited about that. Oh, I love a little shimmy and pew. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Back in the 1940s, when Star Wars characters went to school dances, they do a little shimmy shimmy pew pew. Wait, did somebody else put this in? <laughs> I did not write this in the show notes. Oh, that was me, jealous. sorry. Okay, that Mayfield is just jealous because Mando now has the shiniest head there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, of course, at this point, my thought is, where is the baby? <laughs> Yeah, you cannot yeah. go more than two minutes in the episode without establishing where the baby is without every viewer, like, not paying any attention to the show because we're all worried. I walked down, um, I came downstairs yesterday while other people were watching this episode, and everyone was just like, where's the baby? Where is the baby? So, the baby. universal feel. Um, so, then we get to see another crew member who is a Devorian, I think. Is yep. that right? Yep. Yeah, he's a Devorian. The moment I saw muscle. him, I was like, my brain was like, Devorian. And then I was like, is that actually what they're called? But I trust. It I is. trusted my brain. Is it Devoronian? Yeah. It's Devoronian, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I just see what Mick was saying. Like, that's the right. most well, actually, I've ever been on this show. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's it. It's Devoronian. <laughs> yeah. That's Devoronian. It's, it's Rogue Pod. It's Devorian. <laughs> what was, I didn't actually write down their name because I didn't care. Um... Their name is Clancy Brown. Oh, Clancy Brown? Yeah, that's Clancy Brown. Okay. Which I didn't realize until the credits. It's like, oh my god, Yeah, same. What? I was like, I know Clancy Brown is in this episode, yeah. but it never occurred to me who it was. Yeah. All right, so Clancy Brown is there, very unfriendly, is the muscle of the group. And then the Mando, of course, is like, I thought you said you had four people. And surprise, because the woman is always the surprise reveal. (laughs) I haven't seen one of those since episode four. What is this doing in here? Hey, what's going on? That's not true. We Um, had some excellent reveal in episode five, too. 
Yeah, I Daddy, miss, we've just seen Roman. I miss Cara Cynthia Dune so much. Oh I miss, I miss so much. her so much. Why is this? This Twi'lek is literally like the Twi'lek version of Harley Quinn, and I hate it so much. I yeah. <laughs> do not like I, it. Extremely so hate it. I was like, "Ooh, a Twi'lek finally!" But then they made no, it like this, and I was like, bad, "Oh, actually. never mind." It's, I take it. Bad. This is another. This monkey paw just keeps keeps having more and more fingers. <laughs> so many fingers. How does it have it's so many like, fingers? It's like when you wish for more wishes, but you didn't, and suddenly there's just more you monkey wish fingers. For more monkey fingers. <laughs> you want more wishes? All right. I didn't say that. I said I wish I had no more wishes. <laughs> I wanted them done. I'm sick of wishing. Take it back. <laughs> but no, we have Xi'an, which is an incredibly Chinese name. Oh, so Chinese. Um, is there a Kingdom Hearts character named that also? Yeah, her name's Xion, and it's spelled X-I-O-N, and she is amazing, and I love her so much. Yeah. Wait, sorry, I'm still three minutes behind. Do we know that Kara Dune's middle name is Cynthia, or is that a head Her name, name, Gina Carano said in an interview that her name, like, her full name is Kara Cynthia Dune. Not like, like, her full first name is Kara Cynthia. Oh, oh my god, I love that. We we never talked about it, but the postscript of the Sifo-Dyas theory last week that we talked about, the postscript was, here's another random theory, that Cara Dune is Padme's, is it Padme's niece that we see in the deleted scene where she sees her family? Because like, oh, like the Pusha. timeline matches up and because uh, Gina Carano wore the Padme hairdo to the premiere, and so that's the basis for that theory. What? <laughs> you know what? I could get into that theory. I'm kind of into it. I'm pretty sure Kara's coming back next week. So. Oh God, I hope so. I, I just like. Well, well I, if you don't, if you don't, we'll like, ask like, her then, I guess. <laughs> well, like if you go on, to, fun fact: if you go on to IMDb, you can see how many episodes each of the actors are in. Right. Oh yeah, so. that makes sense. There's an idea. Good old IMDb. Um, I agree with Ash. I mean, we all agree that we missed Kara Doom, but I feel like it, I really noticed it in this episode. Well, we noticed it last week too, just because. Uh, you know, Meg, you talked about how the cool thing about Mando and Kara was how they were just immediately a collaborative relationship. Yeah. And it's just so hard. Like, I just don't care about the the com- conflict-based relationships now. I just want more of that because it was so good. I yeah. really just so... Oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I really just want her to come back to call him a dumbass for leaving his baby in the ship. Yep. Nah. <laughs> oh my God. Like, well, she's going to be the one... That has a sling with Yaddle on her chest. We'll talk about how much of a dumbass he is in a little bit. But like, <laughs> Such a dumbass. So, like, it's what the I premise really of the noticed, whole show. Yeah. So, like, what I've really noticed about, like, these last two episodes specifically is that, like, with The Mandalorian feeling a lot more like a long-running, like, weekly sci-fi um, show is that like he keeps meeting team members but they don't actually stay together as a team and like that's what the issue is because like if this was like star trek or stargate or like something else like they would stay together and therefore you would be invested but like if you take baby away and if you take all the other characters away I like the Mando, but I don't care about the Mando. Oh, I care about the Mando so much. By himself. I would I watch. Mean, even if Baby Yoda wasn't there, even if Kara wasn't there, mm-hmm. I would still watch the shit out of this for Mando because he is my type. Yeah, I, 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 I think I only like Mando in relation to Baby Yoda. Right. Like, I think a lot of people feel that way because I think a lot of his dynamics with, like, the baby and with Cara Dune is what separates, like, what 
what the show is versus what a lot of people thought the show would. I also think, like, part of it is that, like, Kara heads to leave for a couple of episodes to see how much he's failing on his own, but also to, like, kind of reinforce for him that he can't actually rely on people he used to be able to rely on. But yeah. that means when Kara comes back, he's going to be like, holy shit, you're here. Let's be best friends forever. Never leave me again, please. Yeah, I think, I think what's going to happen with that is like, I think Kara's going to come back for these last two episodes and there's going to be some, they're going to have to work together for something probably involving the baby. And at the mm-hmm. end of it, they're going to realize that work, like sticking together is the best option. And then yeah. the team, the team quote unquote for season two is going to be the two of them and the baby. Yeah. That's what I'm be. thinking as well. Cause like, if she had stayed from when she like met him, he wouldn't have gotten into any of these shenanigans. Um, <laughs> no, she would be like, "You're such a fucking idiot." Stop. Yeah, which <laughs> would probably like at least like episode five was setting up other stuff. Um, and yeah, I think part of it is also just yeah, the Mandalorian realizing how alone he is without her. Uh, we wouldn't really get that same sense if she hadn't disappeared for a couple episodes. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, we also meet the droid who's helping them, whose name I is love, Zero. I love him. He's so weird and bug looking. I love him. Untrustworthy like, as well. He kind of looks like the one from Empire whose name escapes me. Forlon. Forlon. Yeah. yeah, he looks like Zuckus. Zuckus. Zuckus yeah, is the is not a, a is not a droid. No, it's not. <laughs> Zuckus, Zuckus is not a the ruckus. Zuckus is a gay end. Yeah. Yeah. That that's right. That's right. Uh, I know what you're talking about though. He also looks like Zuckus. Just like a droid version of Zuckus. Uh, I'm not see. wrong there. Anyways, um, this <laughs> droid completely untrustworthy, but very cool looking and very like witty, shitty little droid. And I love it. I love a sassy droid. I love a sassy droid that isn't a sassy female droid made to be a joke of yeah. fem- feminism. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> uh, so. Uh... Also, you know what? They could have made this droid a girl. And burn it exactly the same, and it would have been fine. So, yeah, God damn it, but Star Wars. I think it was very obvious that they decided not to make anybody a girl in this in this particular episode, <laughs> except Deborah Chow. <laughs> um, and Xi'an. Wait, make there is another girl in there. Oh, Xi'an. I'm sorry, I was thinking about a human. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. But yeah, Xi'an sure sharpened her incisors, so that's cool. It's, it's really weird because that's normally a male tw- uh twi'lek thing yeah. like in your no 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 the, like no, the they, bio- have, they have the sharp teeth yeah oh. like fe- female twi'leks have like the um they don't have like it's like the the forehead bumps and the yeah, they don't teeth. have like normal ears no they don't have human ears trans have, like, twi'lek time ears. yeah that's what i'm it's thinking trans- I, actually read, time. I actually was reading an article today about that how somebody had kind of speculated about that well because she doesn't have like you don't see any ear bumps no, she doesn't have ear cones, so... Yeah, she doesn't have ear cones. So that's what I was thinking as I was watching. I was like, she could be trans Twi'lek. I'm down. Which I'm down for. Totally. Don't never be a thing in the thing. Uh, yeah. But, like, in my head canon, I'm like, yeah. And, like, that's only for people who, like, know this much about Twi'lek. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, five of us. Yeah. Because I sure did. I didn't pay attention because, like, I remember that whole thing with, like... They like to wear the cones for fun, and I immediately just glazed over. Oh, that was um, not a thing. After and, like, in that, canon, that's not a thing. Yeah, after that whole thing, I was like, no, bye. Um, but, so, let's see. They get on the ship, and they're flying to the place. Mandalorian, what the fuck? Stop making it possible for anybody to open your weapons cabinet. Why does he never learn? I really... This is, are there no locks on 
anything. <laughs> this is why this is why Car needs to come back and be like, asshole, put some locks on your cabinets. God damn. <laughs> Season two, There's episode no one lock. is gonna be Kara and Mando go to Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, so they can baby proof like, that baby damn gates, shit. padlocks. Like that's it. No they need like specific baby gating for um like force sensitive baby. <laughs> God. That's a good point. Yes. That's how, that's how we get our Luke Skywalker cameo. It's just Mando frantically being like, "How do I deal with a force sensitive child?" Oh my god! Luke's because like, "Hello, we... I can help with this." There's no locks on the weapons. There's no locks on little like Baby Yoda's room. So it's like, stop! What the fuck? Why are you so? Stupid. It's because he has no money, Meg. That's why he's trying to do jobs. It's a lock. <laughs> Swear to God. So anyway, um, so obviously everybody sees little Yaddle and Mayfield even picks them up. And I bet Yaddle's just like fucking hates dad's new friends. Wants to know where Auntie Kara is. Wants to know where Mama Omera is. Like, hates all of this right now. <laughs> Dad definitely hates them too. Yeah. Dad, I do not yeah. like your new friends. <laughs> and they I drop them. them. Yeah. They drop them. They d- I love that, like, Mendo's first reaction that happens is to, like, dive to the ground and protect the baby, though. Yeah, right. he, imme- like, he immediately, like, covers the baby. And then while everyone is distracted, scoops him up, cradles his little head, and puts him back in the thing. Oh, God, it was please. Very, it was very cute. <laughs> One, the one thing, God. Um, we do see some really cool flying that Zero does once they get out of hyperspace and land on the prison transport. Very. Well, imagine neat. if they had like been like, "This is how good L three is at flying," and done something similar to actually prove that she is Lando's <laughs> co-pilot instead of just having navigation logs in her head. They would never. God damn it. Yeah, I'm sorry, sir. But L three sure <laughs> wanted to bang Lando. Yeah. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Lando so pansexual. Uh, he, he even might consider banging female droids. Anyway. Wow. What good queer representation we have. Oh, good. Uh, anyway. Um, so they... So they jump into the ship. There are some funny looking big old tube security droids that I, I like. I love them. Much. I love them so much. They're very cool. I like them a lot. Um, there's a masteroid. Do not hurt the masteroid, you bitch. Said in the Molly Weasley voice. I love the uh, masteroid. I love that masteroid. And I was so mad that Clancy Brown killed him. Yeah, Clancy Brown. The Mando was like, "Don't, just don't. Why are you doing this? Stop. Like, why? Like, even the, the Mando was like, like, leave the droid alone. I yeah. Mean, isn't a mouse droid just a Star Wars Roomba? Like, what was it gonna do? Yeah. Okay. Nothing. I met a Roomba the other day. <laughs> you met a Roomba. Hang on. You met a Roomba. <laughs> I was very scared by it, so Aww. I didn't like it near my feet. It kept coming at me. I did not. It was Ooh, just trying was to clean really up around you. I know, but I was very scared. I didn't step on it. I was trying my best to not step on it, but I was Aww. very scared of it. I wouldn't need a Roomba. God, it was. I was really scared. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like every time I tripped, like would turn direction to go down like a hallway, then the Roomba would be there. And I'm like, why? <laughs> it likes you, Mig. You were in a different place just a minute ago. So are they Roombas? They like clean the floor? Or like, what is their actual job? Are they little messengers? Yeah, they're cleaning droids. Yeah. They're cleaning droids? Yeah, they clean. Okay. Or they yeah. can deliver love letters as well. Yeah, they can deliver messages too, but they're mostly oh, yes. cleaning droids. 
anyway, <laughs> very important information. So they get to the, oh, what's it called? The security uh, center? Room. Yeah, they go to the security room. And poor baby boy Republic dude, um, Devon. And he's probably on, like, this duty because he got in trouble or because he's new. And he has to deal with all of these trash. And he sounds awfully familiar. Hmm. Because mm, he's I wonder played why. by Matt Lanter, who is oh, Anakin is Skywalker in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I only knew it because of the credits. I, yeah, I only figured it out when people were tweeting about it afterwards. <laughs> I was, like, watching the credits. I was like, hang on. I know that name. Yeah, it why never really occurred this? to me, and I don't know why it didn't occur to me, because obviously, but it never really occurred to me that live-action TV shows would be an opportunity to do cameos for voice actors from previous animated shows. So we'll have to make a bingo card Get for future Get Christopher Sean out there! Get Christopher Sean! Oh my god, I want Christopher Sean Christopher Sean, Sean. Christopher Sean and his impressive biceps! <laughs> Seriously. Please. You owe him, Star Wars. Christopher Sean, who plays Kazuto's Yona on Star Wars Resistance. Yeah, so you know. As he'll let you know. <laughs> In case you weren't sure at a Star Wars convention, who he plays. Um, yeah. So, of course, in this huge standoff that they have, um, uh, Tonks ends up just throwing a knife at him. And Xi'an <laughs> ends up throwing a knife at him. And, of course, he ends up pressing his, like, um, panic alarm, which means that the New Republic will be incoming in 20 minutes. Cool. Yeah. So they scatter to go run and get the prisoner that they're supposed to get. And, yep, all of the humans so far, well, every human who has more than one speaking line is a white man. Yep. Classic. Oh, I think Rick gets two. I'm sorry. Um, But like Deborah Chow has one and the only flash at her for one scene, Rick gets at least like a couple back and forths with Dave Filoni, but we'll get to that. Um, It was just really, it was very noticeable in this episode. I do. I will say it was as much as I didn't care for the characters. It was nice to see some major characters as non-human because there hasn't been enough of that. Also, at all in all of Star Wars, and, right. and that's what I'm always in the here for. Concept art at the end of the episode. It looks like um, Bill Burr's episode. Bill Burr's character might have been originally like an alien because his concept art with um the Deveronian and the Twi'lek and the other guy is an alien as well. Oh, he should have been. Yeah, he should have been an alien. It would have been cool. Yeah, yeah it would have been cool to be an all alien crew. But we right. got to see Bill Burr's face, I guess. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> We extremely don't need to see anybody who looks like my ex husband. Um, <laughs> also, Bulber's not attractive. He's so, not. He's, he's not. also not particularly funny, but that's another. He no. just looks like a military dude, and that's not a compliment. No. Um, so they keep beating up all the cool droids, and it's really rude because the droids are just doing their job. They're just trying the best. And when they break out, uh, they pronounce it as Quinn. They um, do, but at one point, Bill Burr's character calls him Shin. Ugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ugh, which is not the way to pronounce it. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, so they break out Quinn, who is the brother of Shan, and instead they push the Mando into the jail cell and then leave him there to rot, I guess. What a shock. Yeah. 
The Mando, of course. <laughs> oh, God, I just read ahead to someone's edition and I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm Mando, the Mando maybe would have let them live, but now he's no mercy. Um, and so he ends up stealing the arm of a droid. I'm sorry, Saf, in order to break himself out of the jail cell. And then he goes back up to the security office and starts his horror movie-esque <laughs> hunt of them, which was honestly my favorite part of this episode. Yeah, well, <laughs> him, very him breaking himself out of the jail cell was really cool, I thought. Like, that was, yeah. you know, we see yeah. we see in this genre, we see people breaking themselves all the time, but I felt like that was a different take on it that I haven't seen before, and that was pretty yeah. fun. And it was, and it was also really cool. There's been a couple times where we've seen the Mando just be a total badass. But, like, for the most part, in episode four, Kara's the one that saves his ass. And then, you know, in episode five, he just kind of barely gets by because Toro's an idiot. So it was really nice to have an episode where Mando is just good. Cool. At what he does. Yeah. He's just kind of cool. Like, the scene where he takes down all the droids and then busts out of the prison cell was pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, and. Mick, you've missed a really important note here. No, I haven't gotten there yet. Okay, That's okay, what I was okay. laughing at when I looked ahead. <laughs> okay, okay, good. So, again, with the Twi'leks, they're just... Uh, we already mentioned this, but they're just blatantly coded as minorities, like, all of the time. And it's really upsetting. Well, it's weird, because, like, in the Clone Wars and other stuff, like, prior to that, like, they're very obviously coded as French. Right. Like, Elisa Cura, um, that kind of stuff. And, like, they tend to have names that aren't, like, super Chinese in general. Like... <laughs> Right. <laughs> Not to get excited. But then, like, in this stuff, they obviously encode as minorities. I'm like, why, though? This isn't even, like, internal lore for Star Wars that they are, like, a racist caricature or something like that. Like, the internal lore of Star Wars is they are sexy, like, at least of, like, modern Star Wars. Not old, old Star Wars. Of modern Star Wars, they become, like, sexy French ladies. Um, I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. even, like, Hera, it's a whole thing. Like, she slips back into her quote-unquote Twi'lek accent whenever she gets upset. Like, they've never been coded as anything other than, like, French. Except well, for, like, like, old, old, like, imp- uh, like the original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're definitely coded as, like, if it is French, they would be, like, kind of, like, French Creole. Um, because, like, it definitely is in the OT and in the prequel trilogy where you see, like, them in the background. They are usually, like, have African-American or Black um, features. Um, and, again, that's also problematic with it being, like... What up? They're mostly slaves. And yeah, love, love the slave Twi'lek yeah, thing. Yeah, so like so besides, besides like Hera and in the Clone Wars, like I think the majority of the live action Twi'leks we see are played by um, non-white people until we get to these two very Chinese named Twi'leks. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Um, so a extremely important note, I think the most important thing that happens in the episode is that Quinn looks like a handsome Squidward. <laughs> I Every really, time I saw his face. I really <laughs> want a cut scene of him like just sitting in his prison cell playing clarinet. Softly, <laughs> sadly so to much. himself. So now much like handsome Squidward. Now that you say it, I can't not see it. Yep. He it's cause he looks like it. That's him. That's just handsome Squidward. Oh, they, they certainly made some interesting design choices with the Twi'leks <laughs> in this episode. Oh, always the politician, Ash. Oh, gosh. It... <laughs> oh, God. Um... <laughs> 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 
So we go back to the ship, and Zero's, like, been investigating more about the Mandalorian and, like, seeing the message that he had from Grief. Um, but then Yaddle starts playing hide-and-seek. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, it's, like, a really great horror movie theming when the Mando is, like, taking them down. Especially- and the music is really good. Like, it, it yeah. has a lot of classic horror cues in it. I like that. Yeah, and especially um, the scene with Mayfield and the flashing lights, and every time it lights up, the Mando's closer. Oh, the strobing is so good. That was awesome. So cool. (laughs) And, like, I really like it because, like, usually if this is a horror movie, like, the Mando would be playing the villain, but, like, the Mando's the one that we want to succeed in this. And so I like that it's backwards. Subverting expectations. I I do love a good horror where the protagonist is the scary thing. Yeah, like, it's just like, oh, you thought? <laughs> That's cute. That's real cute. No mercy. Um, and so then Zero is chasing after Yaddle this whole time. The communications between the Razorcrest and the people on board has been cut off. Um, and it's great because Yaddle's back in her room, and Zero opens the door, and Yaddle is holding her hand out, and then, like, a big spark eruption happens in Zero's chest. And Yada looks at her hand. And it's like, like, did I do that? That's so, not what I meant to do. This is the content so I'm good. here for. Yeah. That was, like, that was definitely top three Baby Yoda moments Amazing. in the show so far. Yeah. 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 Just looking at, oh, was that? And then did Zero I? falls down. Was I? Did I? And we see, <laughs> we see the Mando behind them. And we're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So then we cut to um, the Mando goes and delivers Quinn back to Ron. Um, as they leave after the Mando got paid, Ron's like, ah, shoot him down. But lol, um, the Mando put the tracking beacon, the panic button on Quinn. And so the, the what's his face? The New Republic um comes what's his face the new republic Republic. Um, you know that guy the new republic yeah (laughs) um so it's motherfucking dave filoni who has the most lines out of all three of them of course um (laughs) it's flying with rick and deborah and they go and blow up the space station and most importantly is that the mando made yaddle a new basket sure did he so made her a little like seatbelt. Yeah, it's the little baby seat. She'd be safe. She's yeah, safe. he's learning. He's learning. Yeah, he's learning. Um, and basically, in this episode, we learned that you should never cross the Mando, even a little bit. He will destroy everything you care about. Don't drop and... his his child. Oh, don't you do dare not drop the child. child. I would have broken Bilber's hands immediately for even touching them. Yeah. <laughs> So we actually, and then the last scene is back on the prison transport, and we find out he didn't kill his three companions, which I think, personally, huge mistake. Um, and they're actually just locked up in Quinn's old cell. Except I, for the droid. He did kill the droid, which is fair, because he ate droids. And the droid was going to hurt Yaddle, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, can we go back to the X-Wing pilots for a second? Yes. So besides the fact that it's Dave Filoni playing a character named Wolf Trapper... <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I love it's just like, it. What is the New Republic doing? They just showed up and like destroyed this thing without asking any questions. Well, no, no, because they were they were launching a gunship to shoot at them and kill them. Yeah. 
Originally like, they, to shoot down the man, though. Yeah, yeah, but as soon as they saw the New Republic, they were like, okay, so the, the gunship that they were launching was going to go out and fight the New Republic, quite obviously. Yeah. Um, so, like, that was just, like, they were like, well, they're obviously evil. Uh, yeah, yeah they I did, don't know. I just saw, like, all the, the books for... Also, it, it was a tracking beacon from their prison transport. That's true. So maybe yeah. the protocol is, like, anything goes wrong, just blow up the prison transport. It just it doesn't quite jive with me because, like, all the books at this time is talking about how Mon Mothma's, like, big thing is demilitarization. And so the fact that they are able to have, like, a, a squadron of X-Wings there, like, within minutes to, to commit... Murder well, to be fair, the demilitarization took a while. Like, it didn't yeah. happen until after the Battle of Jakku. Right, but we're four years after Battle of Jakku. Are we? Yeah. yeah. No, I, oh. no, Jakku happened later I on. I thought we were four years after the Battle of Endor. Oh, okay, we're so well, three we're, years at, we're well Jakku after is one Jakku, year after though. Endor. Oh, it is? Yeah. I, I saw it way later on. Oh, but I still no, imagine... Wait, no. A... Yes. Wait, when was the Battle of Endor? Uh, the Battle of Endor was five, ABY? Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Okay, so was the Battle of Jakku. Yeah. To be so, fair, like... The Battle of Jakku is one year after Endor. But it, it, the Wikipedia says it's 5 ABY. Well, then Endor must have been 4. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, Endor's 4. Um, anyways, like, it, even if, like, you are trying to, like, do massive demilitarization of your entire, like, galactic force, it's going to take a while. And they will have... Because the Empire was still kicking around a little bit at this point. Yeah. Maybe. I guess. It just feels a little squicky to me that like the the byline of the New Republic right now is peace. We're not gonna we're not gonna do fighting, but then they're still sending off people to to I don't know. Anyway, it Yeah, little, that's little why people there. don't Denny. particularly like the New Republic. Denny, <laughs> that's how it works. Have you met any country in this world? What? <laughs> Have I met any country in this Have world? Have you met any country? <laughs> Have you met any countries in this world? Because they do the exact same thing. Like that's just how it works. Okay. Yeah. But also, don't complain too much, because Rand was a dick, and so was What's-His-Face. And it was also a very cool moment. Yeah. Where I was like, hey, Mando, you're actually not a dumbass. Good for you. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. are. Because those guys definitely want to come after him. He's a dumbass in so many ways. Just not this particular way. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dumbass who's good at his job, I guess. Yeah. I also um, really liked at the end there when he, like, unscrews the little ball to give it to Yoda. Um, yeah. but also I was like I told you this was a bad idea kind of thing so that means that like in some way they've had discussions about these things like yeah I liked I like to imagine that he just like sits Yaddle on his lap and it's like so I have this idea what do you think about it and baby Yoda just coos and he's like yeah okay all right we'll do, all we'll right. do it it's about I'm telling you though it's a bad idea but you're yeah. pushing me so okay right but yeah maybe, that's exactly it Yoda's like fruit gummies <laughs> <laughs> give me give me the bowl I want to chew on the bowl <laughs> Give me food. Where's the food? Where's my bone broth? Am I the only oh one my god. Like... Something with bones in it. Bone broth. Give me bones. <laughs> Am I the only one who's like super concerned that Yaddle's going to choke on that little stick shift knob? I think she knows it's not bones at this point. Yeah. It's okay. She can just force pull it back out. It's fine. Yeah, that's definitely how that works. I mean, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> Sure it is. <laughs> Force users have such a nice advantage when it comes to CPR. Right? Uh <laughs> choking and CPR are two different things, Danny. You don't CPR on somebody's choking. Um, I do. <laughs> oh god. Maybe that's why oh, no. I've never seen anyone. Sorry, I mean... no, we when we train when we train for CPR, it's also all it's uh choking is like part of the CPR protocol. Even though it's not, yes, oh. the act, act of CPR is not what you do when someone's choking, but like the Heimlich maneuver is part of CPR training. 
Yeah, 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 of course. Like, but yeah, if someone's talking, don't put your mouth on theirs and start breathing into it because it's not going to help. <laughs> I'll save you. <laughs> In so many ways. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, that's your CPR training with Rogue Podron today. Yep. Anyway, the dark side has a better advantage because they have force lightning, and so you don't even need an AED. Clear. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they could defibrillate. Defibrillate. Easy. Though, to be fair, they're dark setters, so they wouldn't. So. <laughs> That's a good The point. power is wasted on them. It's the worst. We've discovered the power of immortality. It's called <laughs> defibrillation. <laughs> is there any way to learn this power? <laughs> Not from a Jedi. <laughs> Oh my god, Darth Plagueis was just inventing the AED this whole time. <laughs> That's the big twist for Tross. Oh, I love it. Oh my god. Oh my god. So good. Oh boy. That's why okay. when Sidious... Okay, wait. That's why when Sidious fell down the elevator shaft, he was fine, because there was so much lightning happening. <laughs> yeah, he just took a little ride. I, got, like, re I don't think heart failure was the problem. Yeah, yeah, but if he had heart failure from hitting the ground, then he would have been yeah. fine. It was like his heart failed because he was sh so shocked that Vader threw him over the side. Vader did and... what? <laughs> you know, he died of heartbreak. Yeah. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> oh. If only Padme yeah, felt... had a Sith around. Yeah, that was the point. Anakin was becoming a Sith so he could <laughs> save her. And then Obi-Wan ruined all of that. <laughs> oh my god, The bend his right. broken heart. <laughs> Oh my god. Just had to defibrillate that broken heart. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, this we is the best theory it. I've heard about Padme's death, honestly. We cracked it. <laughs> we see what you were trying to do, George. <laughs> <laughs> we see it, George. We understand. Yeah. We understand your vision. It's like poetry, it rhymes. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> Oh boy, Star Wars was a mistake. <laughs> it was a mistake. And on that note, you can yeah. find us on Twitter at Rogue Quadrant. If you also agree that Star Wars was a mistake, but can't stop watching it, yep. just like us. Yep. Uh, we have a website, which is roguequadrant.com. We have an email address, which is roguequadrant at gmail.com. We also have podcast feeds, obviously, which you can subscribe to uh, via any of your favorite podcatchers. You can leave us a review and a rating on iTunes, which you should do if you love us, because we love that. We need the stars to eat and eat. survive. We gotta eat. We gotta eat. We've gotta feed baby Yoda now. So yeah. need that extra star. Yep. We also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash roguepodron, where you can get cool perks like embroidery commissions from Meg and joining our Discord. And it's a great time. So come along, give us some money. I was trying to think of a, a, a sort of like a onomatopoeia for that but then my brain was said ding along and i was like no um <laughs> some ka-ching ka-ching there we go i got that um <laughs> i kind of like ding along give us some ding along it'll be a good time i'm sorry so never mind <laughs> i zoned out for a second and all i heard was give us some ding along <laughs> yeah that's all you need to hear really <laughs> Boy, we're going to get so much ding-along. <laughs> I hope so. We need it to get through this next week. Remind, <laughs> me, to do. Remind me to lock my DMs again. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so just for the record, only three of us want the ding-along. <laughs> I want the ding-along as long as that means cash. <laughs> Cold hard digital money. Cold hard ding-along. <laughs> I hate that. Wow. Well, on that note... <laughs> on that note, we're going to go right off into the sunset. I have spoken. The end. The end. I guess I'll also join us next time. Next um, time for the next episode. Which will be very soon because the next episode comes yeah. out on Wednesday. But we're going to have that episode out in time to distract you in the last day as you're waiting anxiously for Trust to begin. So that's fun. Or unless, <laughs> unless you're, you're me and you have to just <laughs> already watched it. have the entire knowledge of Trust in my brain while I'm recording with the three of these guys who have not seen Trust. It is going to be the most stressful <laughs> recording of my entire life. Maybe we should pre-record your parts. <laughs> how do we pre-record? That doesn't work, Danny. We'll just, ha- we'll just like record some of, some of the usual saphisms, like give us some dingling and Danny, have you ever met a country? And just like intersperse it randomly throughout the episode. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. No, no, that's not. No, gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it through this. We will all make it through this together. We will. We will. Oh God, it's gonna be so hellish. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy what a fun time it's gonna be a good time i have spoken